Hey everyone, and welcome to the weekly catch-up podcast. It's Wednesday, December 2, 2020. I'm your host, Carson Gibbons, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, Mr. B-Rad Colvin. That'd be me. You sound under the weather, bro. Slightly. Did you get what I had? Last time we hooked up, I think I had something. Um, It's been a while, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 10-day hiatus from the the pod? Yeah. um, Had a great Thanksgiving. How about you? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This isn't the part where we go into the show, but I appreciate you... uh, (laughs) I just wanted a thumbs up or thumbs down, you know? <laughs> okay. We can just handle it now. <laughs> yeah. You sound deep, hoarse, and rugged. Yeah. It's going to make for a good episode. Okay. Well, I'm ready to hear your let's get it with that deep gravitas voice of yours. Let's get it. <laughs> it's the weekly catch up with Carson and Brad. Here to talk about the week we'd have had. It could be sports, religion, politics. We keeping the tabs. You would think they work for Gucci, how they deep in their bag. Get your facts up. On Wednesday, we'll be counting the stats up. So turn the volume up till it's maxed up. You know the drill. So tell a friend to tell a friend to relax up and chill. We back up. This is the weekly catch up. Welcome to episode number 59. Bro, I was hoping it was going to be number 60 this week, but 59 is such an ugly number. Yeah. It's next next week will be better. Bro, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Sudafed, aisle five. Are you loopy too, or what's going on? No, just got my cough drops. What? How long has this been going on? Um, Since Sunday. Cool. I went to the doctor on Monday. Okay. Uh, Did you get COVID tested? Yeah. How do they do that? Uh, they stuck a whole thing up my nose, like Ooh. both nostrils. Uh, felt like they were going to poke my brain. Well, I've always had this uh, this motto that you you can't catch what you don't get tested for. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't. Uh, I've never had COVID, as far as I know. Yeah, I'm still waiting on <laughs> my results, but they did say that. Like the wait, <laughs> you're still waiting on your results. Listen, man, they, they, <laughs> I'm listening. I'm breathing in the same oxygen this that you are. I didn't tell you before we start. Pressing no, um, they, no stuffing. they said the symptoms that I'm exhibiting are not COVID. And so even if I did test positive, they're thinking that um, I would be asymptomatic. And yeah, so on Monday, um, I had a low grade fever of 99. And um, so I ended up going to visit Heather Laws and her husband. Oh, they graciously your dentist COVID tested you. <laughs> yeah. Um, Bro, do you know how disconcerting it is to hear like I was running a low grade fever? I was COVID tested and they said that even if I have it, I'm probably asymptomatic. But screw whoever I come around <laughs> who could die. I mean, that's that's more on me than them, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> um, no, but I honestly... Like I didn't, I didn't feel my symptoms were that bad, and that's not why I went to the doctor. Um, over Thanksgiving break, I found out that uh, Shelly's dad, my grandpa, or Pappy as we call him, uh, is not doing too hot, and so um, I wanted to make sure that I got tested just in case we needed to make a quick trip to go visit him. Um, and so that's that's the reason why I also got that test while I was there. I'm sorry to hear that, man. Yeah. Um, where is he? He is in hot springs, Arkansas. Okay. This is the one that you and court went and saw a while back. Mm -hmm. He wasn't doing hot back then either. Not too much. And so, um, how old 80. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, if you're the praying type, prayers up for my pappy. Would appreciate that. For sure. Um, but yeah, so went, excuse me, went and hit up uh, the doctor. And <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I got a tingle in my throat. Whoa. But um, yeah, so I'm just saying I should be good. Is all. All right. Well, he should have diagnosed you as super chill because we just lost half our listener base in the first two minutes of this. Oh, They're man. like, hey, so how, how's your nose? It's our late night podcast. Still tasting stuff? <laughs> yeah, no. Taste taste, and uh, sense of smell are all there. So since we last connected, that was back on Sunday. Man, I was out of sorts that day. But Sunday, we did that last episode um, a week ago Sunday. So it's mm-hmm. been a good solid week and a half or more yeah um so i was ready to get back in the the driver's seat with you um so we've had thanksgiving i guess black friday cyber monday if you're into that stuff Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff has happened so just start to catch me up dude okay so just started i guess thanksgiving eve or you left to go down south right we left to go to my mom's on wednesday okay that's courtney and i and so we headed up to austin and Got to hang out with my mom and Brian, and that was a fun time. We ended up binging the show called, um, oh man, it's that new HBO show, Un something. Dateable? No, Touchable? No, no, no. Forgettable? No. Ah, it's going to come back to me. Oh, um, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Brad, you got to. Um, oh, The Undoing. The undoing. The undoing. I like how you looked at your black yeah, phone yeah. screen and you're like, oh, the undoing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Crazy show. It's a mini series on HBO, murder mystery. Um, very great cast. Hugh Grant. Um, oh. Okay. And, and several, <laughs> several others. Oh. <laughs> yeah, man. Dude, uh, I don't mean to derail your, your progression here, but I watched something over the, well, not the break, but mm. over the last week and a half that. I think is like old school, like everybody knows about it because I think it was done in 2017 or 2019, but I watched with Don't F With Cats. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness, dude. Have you seen this? Yes. I'm like watching it. I'm like this to me. Well, I I would say that it like rivals Tiger King. Yeah. So it's been I watched it whenever it first aired. So uh, if you could summarize it up for the listener. Oh, my goodness. Where do I start? It's it's like. First of all, like people are out there doing yeah. stuff, you know, like both Shame. on the the bad the bad side, but also what I was struck by were the vigilantes, like mm-hmm. the digital media warriors that literally form community online. Mm-hmm. And you, you kind of got the sense that it was middle-aged single people, like, you know, <laughs> just a lot of fake alias accounts, but the the general premise um is that a video is posted online that goes viral of a man with two little kittens and he puts the kittens into a vacuum sealed bag and then he sucks all the air out mm-hmm. and post it online and all these, you know, cat lovers on Facebook form groups and literally figured out who this guy was, like dissected it from every angle and it ended up becoming like this international conspiracy theory Mm -hmm. of sorts with like this model from Toronto or originally from he'd spent time in Russia and Switzerland and Paris and 
you know, all over the place, all over Europe, all over British Columbia, even the US, um, ended up being an aspiring model actor that graduated to murdering people in videos posted online and the unfolding of this story. It's insane. Right. I I can't even do it any level of justice in my description. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, that's accurate. It's, it's just, you think it's, it's going down one path and then your, your mind is just blown with, with like, you just had no idea how crazy it was going to be. Oh, no, no, no. I thought this was going to be like a, a PETA type mm-hmm. situation. And it's not even, I don't even mean it like that. Like this deserves police. Like that's a brutal, strange thing right. to do. Yes. Um, he ends up killing multiple cats in multiple ways in multiple videos. One time with a boa constrictor. Mm-hmm. Um, were those the only two cat kills? Um, I, I honestly can't. It's It's been a couple years, but. But he's a movie buff, and so he references because he's like writing letters to the media, writing letters on the wall. Like he's literally outsmarting people and leaving a, a a path of clues from movies that he always loved growing up. And they would literally like this vigilante group on Facebook would essentially scan the room for clues and track them all down, and they would go watch entire full length like feature films to try to identify a clue and project where this guy was going to go next. And he ended up recreating a kill from basic instinct. Um, was that Sharon stone? Yes. Michael Douglas or something. Um, but there's a, there's an ice pick murder that he mm-hmm. ends up recreating and posting online. And I guess the sick part to me was like, just thinking about, well, if this video is available online, it's just like any other, like tube site, you right. know what I mean? Like, Think about the amount of like porn that's out there. Mm-hmm. It scares me to think about what the dark web contains in terms of killings. Yeah. Because I was like, the, this one started with cats. Otherwise, there wouldn't have been mm-hmm. this amount of attention. Oh, man. Well, yeah, I remember like in middle school whenever or maybe freshman year, whenever YouTube was first created um, and people would like be uploading beheadings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But at that time, we would we would all have seen you know whatever it was the the internet just wasn't as big so we had all seen like that one video or like the one crazy thing but now it's just an an incalculable amount of crazy things out there yeah and it was showing the urls and it was like bloodgore.com and i'm like i'm so scared i would never like it's easy to take things down. It, what I meant by the, by saying that is like it was much easier to get those posts taken down back then, because the you know it was just such a smaller space. Um, yeah, and now it's just harder to track that down. I think. Yeah, and like with the with the I talk about the dark web like I know what it is. I don't really <laughs> know how to access it or where the door is or how to how to do any of that. There's people like mailing women drugs, all sorts of things yeah. through the mail, and I don't even know. I don't even know how to use the real mail. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I watched that one. Um, I, I also watched, uh, I don't know if this season was new, but American Horror Story is kind of like, mm-hmm. I think we talked about this with Heston where like, I don't do satanic. Right. I don't do gore or horror type flicks mm-hmm. uh, just historically growing up as a kid. But um, American Horror Story is the one exception where some seasons are more supernatural than others. Yeah. And they hook you with the more normal seasons. And then you end up watching all the witches and stuff. But 
I will tell you that cast medley, like mm-hmm. it's such a compelling show. Do you watch? Uh, I watched the first two seasons. Man, like, yeah. uh, is it um, Murder House with um, uh, Kathy Bates? Yeah, well, and it's like an anthology series. So each season is a different uh, storyline with different characters, but those characters are still played by many of the same actors. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I Sarah Paulson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think the first two seasons were pretty great. I tried to get into it after that and wasn't for me. But uh, if you have a recommendation for any of the other seasons, I'd probably get back into it. Well, I finished all of Narcos, Narcos, Colombia, Narcos, mm-hmm. Mexico. All of that is so good. I've been told my buddy Scott, uh, we got to golf the day after Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. uh, got to meet his famous friend, Mr. Morgan. And um, I wasn't feeling hot on Sunday. Yeah. I'm sorry, Friday. And so I I owed them a lot of money after the round. <laughs> but oh, he was man. telling me to watch Fargo. Yeah, I've heard great things about Fargo, too. That's another anthology series. Um, different storyline each season. I think the latest one has like um, Jamie Foxx, Chris Rock, Chris Rock. Unless it also has Jamie Foxx, I, I just assume Jamie that... Foxx was in some new thing. But uh, okay, I know Chris, so Chris Rock, Rock is in the latest season. Cool. There's a lot of compelling television out there. Mm-hmm. You have to have all the services to get it. But anyway, sorry, dude. A uh, little tangent there, but go back to Thanksgiving Eve. Uh, Thanksgiving Eve. Um, so yeah, we basically just. Chilled that night. Uh, next day, uh, Brian smoked the turkey. My mom's cooking. I'm staying out of the way so I don't screw anything up. And uh, we, uh, you know how we had that conversation of whether we would watch the Cowboys game or not? Yeah, we sure did. Yeah, <laughs> I watched it. <laughs> well, so you, uh, yeah. Well, good for you, buddy. Yeah, that was, that was something. I, uh, my Thanksgiving... My Thanksgiving was great. Shout out to my cousin Kim and Jason for hosting. Unfortunately, Jason wasn't there. He was working because he's, um, I want to say he's like a master electrician or journeyman, whatever they call it. Um, he's pretty high up with Encore. And apparently there were like these tornadoes that ripped through Arlington a week or two ago. Really? Yeah, like pretty devastating to some apartment complexes and whatnot. And so ever since that went down, apparently all of the top Encore guys were like working 16s every day. Wow. Um, so he wasn't there, but it was cool because they bought a new farm in Keene. Mm-hmm. I went to a place in Keene I'd never been to. I didn't know existed. Yep. You like go down, um, you go down past the college on 67 and then you turn on 801 and you keep going for a couple miles and like they're at the end of this beautiful drive, all these houses and little picket fences. And I, I, it was so funny because I was mapping it and I just see like this big structure at the end of the map mm-hmm. and uh, it's got a big dot on it. And I see that it's like set apart and aside from the rest of the community. Okay. It like faces them. Like it's kind of like the end, you yeah. know? And uh, I was like, I wonder if I'm going there. Cause I hadn't gotten that <laughs> sense of like, since like I'd mapped my way to the Broadmoor where it was like, it's at the end of this big drive and blah, blah, blah. Well, I end up going all the way down the drive and it, that's their farm. They just bought a 25 wow. acre farm, big farm style house with like wraparound veranda porch. And it was pretty dope. Yeah. That sounds amazing. And um, so unfortunately he wasn't there. Uh, a lot of the family wasn't there. Uh, our cousins, Alex and Amanda, I think both had COVID and, half the aunts and uncles that were there 
had just gotten over COVID within the last like probably several weeks or month. Yeah. Um, and they were all like 55 to 85 and just fine. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of short lived. We never even turned the game on there. We Smart. went, we went from there to, um, my granny's house cause she fell under the weather. Mm -hmm. It wasn't COVID, but she didn't want to go to the big yeah. gathering and chance it. Is and this so in this is in Keene. Okay. She lives CTE type, yeah. one of those houses. Um, and, uh, so I wore a mask to go see my grandmother. Right. Um, I think me and my dad did. My mom wore a mask at the family gathering. Mm -hmm. um, I was like, I think you're doing this in reverse order a little bit. Like, we should wear them around granny, mm -hmm. but I don't even know. Um, anyway, we went and wore masks and watched the first half with her. And I just was laughing because all the guys in the pregame picked Dallas to win. And I'm like, oh, oh they're no. definitely going to lose. Yeah. And uh, so I didn't even watch the last probably, I guess it was 36 minutes of the game <laughs> and uh, like 36 minutes of game clock. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I saw the score, I just. Yeah. In the fourth quarter, there was a pick six. And I'm like, you know what? I just ate a lot of food, <laughs> got the food sweats. I'm just going to go shower. Like, the food I don't, sweats. yeah, I don't need to. I don't need to watch the rest of this. Yeah. Just pathetic. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. like pathetic excuse of a team in a season and i haven't watched more than a half so yeah whatever washington football club beat us the a football team are they uh number one now in the <laughs> nfc east <laughs> they like, might be they're four everybody and seven? everybody has like a losing record man who cares until we're done with COVID? until those stadiums are back to full like i just don't think that we're gonna harness Mm -hmm. not every sport is gonna there was a game today's wednesday there was a game today like at 2 30 what game um the steelers versus ravens what yeah it was why they had to push it be, uh COVID oh, related stuff i did yeah. see that like what was it eight steel no it was eight ravens because it was supposed to be monday night football and oh. then they pushed it to tuesday then they pushed it to today and they finally played today a wednesday night party <laughs> yeah. yeah they had to get carrie underwood to remix oh no she does the cowboys huh i don't know who does no she does uh nbc sunday night football sunday? right okay i've been waiting all day, day for sunday night i think it was pink that used to do that and i really liked her mm -hmm. i liked her rendition yeah um didn't carrie underwood get a big old scar on her face or something like that <laughs> I have no she idea. had like a facial facial <laughs> she, man she had, a scar? <laughs> <laughs> she had a facial laceration uh yeah <laughs> can we edit that out can we edit that snort out bro <sighs> what happened <laughs> i don't i don't remember um <laughs> okay you got a you got a theory nope okay uh, um jesus didn't take the wheel <laughs> <laughs> no he did but he didn't not deploy the airbag <laughs> all right we're, we're who was that comedian that uh was like when did we make the discovery to have airbags for everybody? He's like, did, we used to just do it for the driver. I can just see that first guy that, you know, hits something head on and he just goes, boom. And he goes, oh, thank God. And then he looks around, he goes, my family. <laughs> I think it was Bill Burr. Probably. That sounds like My family. <laughs> All right, <laughs> and that's our that's our Carrie Underwood's uh, coverage. Yeah, no, she she took something to the face and it messed her up a little bit, I think. But 
Yeah. I don't remember. Drew Brees had a similar incident. Like he's got a big old scar on his face too. And I, I can't remember what happened there. I didn't know that either. Okay, man. Everybody's just, yeah. Uh, Thursday night, I went back from my granny's in Keene back to, back to my old apartment now on Oak Lawn. Yeah. And uh, then I went and met up with uh, Shelly, Grizz, uh, Perry, Nicole, a bunch of our friends over mm-hmm. at uh, Milo's, kind of a little holiday day of tradition, um, Thanksgiving and Christmas anyway. All the old gang goes over to Milo's and kind of has a nightcap. So that was a lot of fun to get to see them. I'm sure. How's everybody doing? They're pretty chill, man. Like I I was semi disappointed with my day in certain ways because it could have been bigger and mm-hmm. I was looking forward to seeing certain people that weren't there. Uh, but, co- you know, comparatively, uh, I feel like everybody had a lot of social distancing going on this holiday. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, there was a lot of couples and people that just kind of like maybe they saw a family member, mm-hmm. maybe they zoomed. But, you know, I didn't I didn't even see my sister. I think she was I don't know where she was. <laughs> Meredith, let us know. <laughs> um, yeah, like it, it was just me, Courtney, Brian and my mom. And, um Food was great. What's your favorite dish? Man, uh, Nanny makes um, this Mexican casserole that's intense. So I, it's a real medley. And people have been making the same things, contributing the same dish for years and years and years and years. Because I've gone to my Aunt Twyla's since I was born for Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving day of. Kim is her daughter. And she's like passed the mantle on to her in the last couple of years, really. Um, that was, so we go over there and nanny makes this Mexican casserole. It's incredible. Um, there's like this, um, this salad, it's like an ice cheese salad. I don't even know how to describe it, but it's so good. Um, we had Turkey, obviously mashed potatoes. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying to think cause there's a missing one. Definitely the chocolate cream pie. So there's these famous pies that Antoila makes Mm -hmm. and she only makes like two or three of the chocolate cream and she'll hide some of them because those are historically the most famous first to go. And so um, Kim's mother-in-law and father-in-law were there for the first time on Thanksgiving this year and they were newbies to everything. So I'm like, oh, you shouldn't have gotten that (laughs) and you should try that over there. And so I told them like, you're going to want to reserve the chocolate cream pie ASAP. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then they did, and then they died, and it's fun to watch that happen. <laughs> yeah, love that. Yeah, um, I love my mom's an excellent cook. Um, I love her deviled eggs. And, yes, deviled eggs. Yeah, and her stuffing, like both of those, are just like they're already good, but the way that she makes it, man, I shout out to my mom. Just Kiki in the kitchen. That's right. Um, yeah, so we stayed there until let's see, Saturday, Friday can't remember all these days just kind of blurred together well that's nice yeah um (laughs) but then courtney and i came back uh she also just moved into her new apartment so we got her moved in and um beautiful loving that yeah yeah oh yeah we showed you a video i got the video tour today yeah and i don't think it's been said but we're here recording in carson's new apartment and it's just beautiful and lovely as well thank you buddy has a great view i'm loving the scenery as we're as we are recording yeah i'm i'm overall happy i miss the yard like there was mixed feelings about this move but um even the move guys dude like going down the hallway the first time they're like yo bro like serious step up my man (laughs) (laughs) 
Because <laughs> it was weird. Like when I answered the door at my old place, they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's just this is my flop house, you know, yeah. different different day and age. Came into some money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Been working hard, fellas. <laughs> yeah. So they're moving me. And uh, it was funny. They were telling me, they were like, yo, bro, we met, we moved this hot girl in here the other day. Maybe you can holler at her and come to find out they're all hot. So hey, there you go. That'll work. Um, But yeah, it, I got to tell you the story about the move, dude. Okay. After you tell me about Courtney. um, Not much else to tell. I mean, we got back. Like I said, we moved her in. Um, got a brand new TV for her. It's our first big purchase together. Got a nice 70 inch TV. Um, so well, I'm not going to be watching much football on it, but um, <laughs> lots of Bravo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More, more documentaries. So wait, you split the bill on this or what does yeah. that mean? Yeah. So you're like buying furniture to populate the future home. Mm. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Some people like buy fancy dinners and other people are like, let's start stocking the new house. Yeah, <laughs> well, we do both. <laughs> you do. Yeah. Dude, even my parents, dude, when my parents listened to the last episode, mm-hmm. my mom called me and she was like, Brad? The mansion? Okay. (laughs) I'm telling you, man, that was impressive. Yeah, thank you. It was super impressive. Yeah, appreciate that. Um, Yeah, we do all right. And the video, the video tour is dope. It's an awesome place, like right on like the Zen Fun Courtyard. Like, Mm -hmm. looks awesome. Yeah, definitely. We'll have to have you over, hang out in Fort Worth. Yeah, man, because it's like right over by uh, what is it called, like University Square or something? University, yeah. Man, that's the spot to be at. I mm-hmm. used to love going up to that Starbucks and TCU campus and yeah, yeah, yeah. pretending right. like I was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> wear, some, wear a purple polo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no. Uh, so I, I didn't plan my move very far in advance <laughs> at all. I literally like was still filling out all of the new resident portal stuff the night before. Mm-hmm. So the night before, I didn't have electric. I hadn't paid the balance on the new tab. I hadn't booked movers. Uh, I hadn't set up. There was one more thing. Anyway. What had you done? Uh, I'd gotten the place. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So we so, knew where you were going. Yeah. <laughs> Just didn't know how you were going to get we, all of it there. We knew the day that I got the keys. But other than that, I planned about a, a week or more of buffer, like mm-hmm. overlap between the leases so I could just. I was like, maybe I'll get it done that day. Maybe I won't. Yeah. Um, I am all the way moved out right now. My man. I did it. Like, it was incredible. I ended up using bellhops. So I called Reliant mm-hmm. through the, you know, updater profile, got set up for the following day, you know, because the building's already wired for all of this. Sure. Um, and then bellhops was able to quote me based off of my existing location, my new location, Floors, whether or not there were elevators, how many bedrooms I had to move. And uh, it was like an easy quote where they were like, hey, we'll be there at 2 p.m. tomorrow. Keyshawn is your lead mover. You're going to get two guys in a truck and they're going to come with like saran, whatever the wrap is, all of that stuff. And uh, it'll be $284. It's $142 an hour. And that's like our firm, you know, fixed price bid for a two hour in town move. And I'd really streamlined it to where I got all the loose items, like all the clothes. Mm-hmm. I did a couple like, you know, trips, trips in my Ford Escape um, prior to them getting there. And then by the time they got there, I really just had probably eight or nine larger things to move. Yeah. And so they just packed it all up, like 
it was perfect. It literally came out to the price that they quoted me. You can tip right through the app. It was they got there at two oh two. They were done at four thirteen. Wow. Um, and yeah, everything was set up and ready to go Saturday. So it was just beautiful. Well, congratulations. With man. the exception of AT and T. Okay, and that got set up. This racket, like, Today. dude, they're doing self installations for fiber. Yeah. Um, because of COVID, and the minute they told me that it was a self installation, I'm like, so it's not getting installed. You know, <laughs> <laughs> can't figure this out. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I'm not a rocket <laughs> surgery specialist. Um, so. They had, they came out today. The technician was deployed. Oh wow! And uh, he got it done. So I finally am up and running. We're recording on the new Wi-Fi, which is beautiful. But awesome. up until this point, I've been just pulling fourteen-hour days in office. Yeah, that's insane. You were telling me you were going in early, staying super late. You were there till like what eight p.m. Yeah, yesterday I got in the office about seven forty a.m. and then I didn't get to leave until about eight p.m. Uh, a girl and one of the girls that sits in the library at the office and then me, I sit in one of the front pods. We tripped the alarm <laughs> like going out. Jeez. We had to call call the landlord <laughs> and like, figure it out. It was the whole we, thing. We were just working real late. But yeah, man, that's just what's required right now. Yeah. Um, my team is growing. Yeah, I'm the director, director of my department and my department now has other people in it. Mm -hmm. And um so that that's going to be a learning curve. Yeah, you're managing now. Uh huh. I'm managing managing processes and people, and right. that's that's a first for me. I've always managed processes and people on their way to those goals, right? On their way to goal attainment. Like I've I've directed the client relationships and deliverables from the internal team that I was selling mm -hmm. at many points in my career. But I've not quite done it like this. So this will be interesting and it's an awesome the whole thing is just an awesome opportunity. Yeah. Like just another thing in your wheelhouse, man. I have huge bags under my eyes because it's we're working literally around the clock right now. Yeah. But what a great spot to be in, right? Dude, you guys are it seems like you're thriving. I know you're putting in a lot of work. It can be exhausting, but um just from when you first started to now, it's I I've just seen so much growth. And that's just me from the outside looking in. Like you even know a lot more that goes into it. But, um, you know, months ago, whenever you were showing me the beta for the app that you guys are doing and just hearing about, you know, businesses that you're making deals with, things like that, you know, we don't have to get into the specifics, but um, you guys are definitely doing an amazing job. Well, we're just trying to throw the train tracks down as we go, you know, as the locomotive is already steamed up and we're trying not to take it off the tracks too bad. Um, but anyway, all that being said, like on top of my normal, normal responsibilities and duties and whatnot, um, managing pipeline, meeting new customers, um, customer success, things like that, internal reporting with president and CEO, I'm now tasked with, um, you know, sharing that responsibility of automation and, um delegation and directing the process mm -hmm. for a team now and that's just going to be is that hard for you to let go of the reins like well you're... yeah uh, you, there's something to what you're saying right now okay. um i've always i've actually been in a unique position in that several of the the better jobs that i've had the more lucrative jobs or jobs that i thrived in i was the lone kind mm -hmm. of client 
person. Yeah. You know, I was the one that always met with new customers. I got to feed the rest of the family and didn't share any of that. I was mm -hmm. kind of off on my own island. And I think that I, I like that. I think I crave that autonomy and enjoy the providing aspect mm -hmm. of it. And um, it just pits me at a good, good spot where I work with people. But um, I don't know. It, I mean, there's probably something to knowing like in that circumstance, you know, whatever's happening is, is like it comes down to you. Right. Right. Um, exactly. Well, and if I hit goal, I can go play golf, you know, mm -hmm. but now I'm I'm responsible for empowering and equipping and managing people to hit their own goal. And that is, you know, my goal, too. Right. It, it's all. But now it's like multiple things are a reflection of you, which is an awesome privilege. I think like linguistically, um, like rhetoric wise, I'm very particular about the way that I like certain things presented just because I've iterated and I know what works. I'm like, hey, I said it this way this time and I didn't get like they signed the contract right afterwards. So maybe I'm going to do it like that moving forward. Yeah. And you kind of form your palette because I do I'll do the same spiel sometimes 15 times in a day, mm -hmm. you know, and um, I got to keep my patience for that 15th call. <laughs> right. Something that I can struggle with, you know, and so I am anxious for that alleviation and also a difference of personality. I think sometimes not only should you be split up in terms of sales territories, in terms of like geographical region, but also just personality fits. Yep. Like there are going to be times that I piss someone off and they, mm -hmm. they really don't want to speak to me again. Yeah. And I need to be able to pass that or vice versa. Right. And I've even said that about teaching as well, like having different personality types uh, within the same school. Um, I, I just find that effective too, to, you know, reach multiple types of students, you know, I think that's important, like in any business. Yeah. I, I just view it as a big responsibility and, sure. um, like interpersonally, you know, mm -hmm. cause I've always been, uh, kind of a, a super douche to all of my managers, <laughs> you know, in some ways, like, yeah. yeah, I put a lot of responsibility on them and offset blame onto them at different points in my career i would say okay like I'm, like how long ago in your career or is this recent <laughs> like i'm saying like, that what, like <laughs> bro i can easily harness a victim mentality and be like mm -hmm. i put in my eight what yeah. you know like you get tired mm -hmm. you get physically and emotionally drained um so it's a constant battle to not it's always going to be a battle for me to not be a prima donna on you b-rad yeah. you know what i mean i know you get that. You. like, And so this is a, a major growth phase of my life mm -hmm. in really looking at things for what they are and trying to meditate and yeah, man. keep my wits about me because your heart just starts to beat through your chest about 430 when you realize I've still got 85 things to do. Yeah. Like before bed. Yeah. I mean, you were, you were still going at it whenever uh, we got here. So which, you know not a bad thing but i can understand how exhausting it is yeah but it, it's a part of like i think that i feel like my life has meaning because of this mm -hmm. in part um it's the overall realization recently that like oh crap like legacy is now right like what you are going to be known for is what you're doing yeah like i think there's a very real possibility that this thing blows up and then you're going to be looking back like, oh yeah, that's why I was grinding this whole time. And that's why I put in those hours. And, um, 
it, it just seems like in this case, um, it'll definitely be worth it. And no matter what, it definitely seems like a learning experience. And, and you're still like, you just are managing people. So, um, which is a new thing for you. So you're still even gathering tools today. Totally. But I just always felt like I was in a gathering tools portion of my life or my career. And, you know, this isn't the thing, you know, like, I'm not going to retire from this, you know, sure. this but is this the is job the that's paying the wages right now. And I think it was always like looking to the future of like what I would grasp in the future. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like I'm grasping the, the future, future is now yeah. like it's right now and what we're doing. And that's um, that that'll get you up in the morning. Yeah. And that'll keep you in your office until. 8 p.m. Well, bro, the best part is that uh, I live on top of the office pretty much now. Like, it's just right there. You're right around the block. I haven't touched the car. Oh, yeah? No, because it's perfect. Like, you walking or biking? Walking? We'll walk over there for dinner after this. Like, it's right there. Yeah. Like, literally right there. It's like on the other side of this building, right? Correct. Yeah. It's one street over. Mm -hmm. So, and it, it's a really weird spot. I went to Mickey D's for the first time. Uh, it's kind of ratchet, but um, I love me some Mickey D's. And yeah. so I was mapping my new one because I have to refigure out food. Oh, true. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, What's, is that going to be your go-to now? Like, what No. <laughs> the, the thing that I was most excited about is that even closer to me than the office is Chipotle. Oh. So I can literally put in my order and just go pick it up like right there. Yeah, you have it made. Um. There's like a liquor store right there. There's multiple bars, the AAC, like the yeah, W, the like Airlines whatever you right want here. right there. Yeah. So uh, in terms of eating, drinking, playing, working, it's it's going to be perfect. I love that. Um, not going to have to touch the car, but uh, yeah, the new, the new Mickey D's is like literally around the corner. Nice. Living good, man. You're okay. living good. All right. This is so embarrassing. <laughs> Why is it embarrassing? <laughs> Because we're like, we're, we're growing in our careers and also chicken McNuggets. <laughs> How much money do you spend when you go to McDonald's just on you? <laughs> just on me. You don't have to say. Because um, mine's an embarrassing number. I probably, like, I'll tell you my order. I don't know how much it costs. Oh, I'd rather tell you what I spend than my order. <laughs> <laughs> how much do you spend? <laughs> I'll never forget. There was this girl in college. Uh... <laughs> and she uh she was characterizing an ex-boyfriend of hers as being fat and yeah. she was this was back in 2009 10 and she, this is how she characterized it she was like when we go to taco bell he spends 15 dollars only on him <laughs> and back then it was like what how could you even do that and continue to live yeah. but uh yeah but here you are nowadays <laughs> nowadays fast food is not cheap per se i'm um, not gonna lie mcdonald's if I'm hungry, hungry, for $14, $14, $14. Dang. See, I'm getting like two McChickens and a fry. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, I'm getting like a large number two, two cheeseburgers, <laughs> a four piece nugget and three chocolate chip cookies. Like what? Yeah. Oh, you got restraint. Um, when it comes to McDonald's, two McChickens and a fries. I, I'll, I'll tear Taco Bell up. Ew, I'm done with them. Yeah. They took away the Mexican pizza. They took away several things. And plus the guy that was in the the neighborhood Taco Bell 
was just the most negative Nancy ever. And they started guarding the mild sauce. Like you literally, they don't even hold it by the door anymore. You have to like radio yeah. for it. And this guy always had just the biggest attitude with me. Yeah. And like I yelled at him when I was just like, he's wrong. I don't like him. <laughs> Their system's down. They took away the Mexican pizza. When I ask like, oh, is it just gone forever? It's like, you know, screw this guy. You're going to love this. Guess who works at Taco Bell? Who? My student, James. <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect because screw James too. <laughs> he doesn't mean that, James. Um, Taco Bell? Yeah, man. Taco Bell Cleburne? Um, yes. Yes. Uh, Alvarado. Is that one better? Um, it's it's got to be. It's all right. It's got to be. Well, what's he doing? He's just listening to us instead of taking orders or he, what? He, yeah, I guess. Did you tell me that we're number one on his Spotify 2020? We are. We were number one on a few people's Spotify <laughs> listens. Yeah. So yeah, we were number two on one of your On people. Dylan Sargent's. He said his girlfriend listens to Murder Mystery Podcast. So that was why it was number one. But we're number one in his ears. Bro. And also, before you continue, also uh, Cynthia Escobar. I want to give you a shout out because we're number one for you as well. Well, she just must not listen to a whole lot of podcasts, huh? Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's it, crazy, though. Yeah, like that's just think crazy. Of all the stuff out there. And if we are the only one that they listen to, that's awesome. Well, that's almost more impressive. Yeah, because you have to adopt the podcast medium. Yeah. You know, you, we have a much more likely chance of you listening to us if you already listen to podcasts. Right. Um, speaking of which, bro. Can we talk about Malaysia coming through? <laughs> Malaysia's coming Malaysia through in the on house? YouTube, bro. Dude, I don't think we've... Have we talked we about this We have not the talked about this on the air. I don't think we had discovered it until maybe after the last episode. Yeah, you had texted me. Yeah, yeah. So this is what happened. On Sunday or Monday, I mm -hmm. go to convert like the audio from the last episode into our program that takes it up to our YouTube channel, which we've always... We've talked about this portion on the show. We just do that for air cover, right? Like nobody watches that. Nobody listens. It's literally just to reserve the spot and have a library in case something happens. Well, something happened. Something happened. I started getting phone calls like Heston texted me and he was like, dude, you're liking my suggested videos on my homepage. We were getting served up in like um, suggested videos mm -hmm. after like whatever YouTube suggests for your next video. And so I look at the week prior because I'm, I'm just looking and normally it's like three two, two three four views at max mm -hmm. and an average listening time of 10 13 minutes and uh all of our other platforms listen to like through and through cover yes. to cover which i love so this one it had f this episode, was for episode 57 episode 57 yeah. this is episode 59 so for episode 57 i noticed as i was uploading number 58 that it had 408 views at the time and counting. Yeah, it's got like 570 now, but yeah. it was it had 408 and I was like, "What the what? Like did somebody link us?" Bless you. Thanks. Um I was like, "Did somebody had to have tweeted this or linked it and we got a bunch of like people that clicked through and then abandoned cart basically?" Right. Was my my theory at the time. Well, YouTube has some pretty great analytics. I'd never had to dig into them cuz the graphs didn't do anything. <laughs> it was always just hovering on the zero. Um, but this one, I was like, this is just a bunch of fly-by-night people. Yeah. Turns out we were getting uh, recommended after like 
Breakfast Club, mm-hmm. Lil Nas X, um, different rap commentary podcasts or videos, like all sorts of stuff. And the the listeners had already consumed more than 105 hours of content from that one episode. That's that's the important part, because it's not like people are just clicking this and moving on right away. It's not like it's spam. Like these are actual listening hours. But at the time of me checking this, it was at 105 hours of total listening time. And the graph literally shows like this is 104 more hours than you normally get on these videos. Like it was it went from nothing to something Yeah, like that graph. So I'm like, spiked. This is so weird. And we had done really great show notes that week. We mm-hmm. linked things. So I was like, maybe this is a, a sign. But we just did show notes like normal last week mm-hmm. um, for episode 58. 58. And I was like, let's see what happens here. Well, over the next couple of days, it, it took about 24 hours to kick in. But one morning I woke up 330 views and I, I, I don't know what's going on. Again, like literally dozens and dozens and dozens of watch hours on the newest video on YouTube. Yeah. It's in the suggested algorithm. I don't get it. Yeah. So again, Cynthia only listens to us. <laughs> she she listened to it that many times. No, that um it's that, like hundreds and hundreds of uniques listening yeah. for hundreds of hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last two episodes have been like and we've gotten subscribers from these too. Mm-hmm. We went from like four subscribers to like maybe 13 subscribers, yeah. but the channel went from like literally 300 views all time Mm -hmm. episodes one through 57 to 1500 views overnight so what do you what do you think it is uh i i don't know bro oh you i I, you're the marketing man so i'm gonna credit you well i mean i think that the strategy of having posted to youtube this entire time is mm-hmm. I feel vindicated in that choice because it's been it's actually been the only portion of the podcast software that costs me. Mm-hmm. You know, it costs me ten dollars every ten hours of content, but it's such an easy turnkey service to like upload your MP3. It does it all for you. Yeah. Um, post it with like the video thumbnail since it's audio only. It's called Audioship.io. Okay. Big fan. They make it really easy. Just Stripe conversion. Put in a credit card. Your time is replenished. Mm-hmm. You just upload. It's dope. Um, where was I going with that? Oh, it's the only portion that costs money and didn't ever get us anything. Mm -hmm. So I feel very vindicated in that respect. But I think the overall like link building strategy of, you know, we, we point weeklycatchuppodcast.com at the anchor profile at the, Mm -hmm. you know, at the newsletter, go to weeklycatchuppodcast.com, sign up for the newsletter. We haven't promoted that in a while now. Right. Um, I think you just get all those links building domain authority back to each other mm-hmm. and you get so many Spotify links and reviews. We have followers on Spotify, on Apple. I think all of that starts to work symbiotically, Yeah, but I can't really attribute what happened with YouTube recently. Well, we'll, we'll, uh, I don't know if we'll ever get to the bottom of it, but we'll definitely, um, have to start looking more at that and. Um, actually, no, if, if, if anybody is listening on, yeah, yeah. hit us up, let us know what's going on. Well, no, no, no. Like anybody listening to the show, like there's gotta be some young nerd that James knows that, you know, could dissect some YouTube analytics and get us where we need to go. Oh yeah. Don't. Yeah. Even if you don't listen on YouTube, if you know what's going on, right. Hit us up. Malaysia. We're we're calling on you. People loved your Malaysia bit, bro. Did they? Maybe it was mine, but. 
I gave it to you kind of halfway well, through and you really ran with it. <laughs> I, I appreciated the fact that you were like, okay, that's enough. And then like I kept going. I know. That was like a nice back. Yeah. That's why it was so funny. Right. <laughs> it's because you were pushing the envelope and we're hilarious. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're coming through in a big way for us. So mm-hmm. if you know YouTube analytics and can help figure out if you could diagnose whatever silver bullet episode fifty seven was on YouTube, that'd be that'd be great. Preach. Yeah. So this episode's going really well so far. It's it's going all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we took a quick break there. Got a new mic. Hopefully I sound <laughs> louder. <laughs> this seamless comeback to the show <laughs> that we weren't going to tell anybody about is going great. Uh, yeah. Bro, can we can we talk about can we talk about Dean Colvin for a second? <laughs> What'd my father do now? I don't even have to look at LinkedIn to remember this one because this one made me double over. No, it did not. It did. I, I've got already a good one? been using it in my personal life, if you know <laughs> what I mean. <laughs> um, he went with a your mama is so poor. And I think jokes about the poor is very, <laughs> it can be very funny. I think classist humor is very funny sometimes. Um, I'm going to probably regret having said that, <laughs> but your mama's so poor, it really cracks me up. I think yeah. your mama's so fat. It's so, so, mm-hmm. uh, dumb. We're getting better, <laughs> but poor. Yeah. That's gold. That's, that's money. That's the right temperature porridge for me. So you ready? Hit me. Your mom is so poor. Ducks throw bread at her. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you, Dean. Appreciate you. Yeah. Thanks pop. All right, now to the dean's son, Mr. B-Rad. Yeah, man. So, has anything? Are you back to school this week? Yeah, um, we're back to school this week. We have another full week next week, and then we're on finals week. Um, and I think we get done like on Wednesday, and then we're on Christmas break. Well, la di da. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, congrats. I, thank you. <laughs> I don't mean I don't want to rub it in, so I don't know what else to say other than. <laughs> <laughs> really looking forward to it. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I've been at work from six to <laughs> six to nine and Well, it's just your work calluses is whatever you build up, you know. And I knew going into this job I was like probably not even used to working a, a ten hour day. Some like in terms of intense, intense work. Um so I just anytime you have that job that does demand the hours and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You just got to build those calluses up, but then it goes to the next level and you're like, okay. And you're trying to keep, keep a hold. And, uh, the weekends get, get troublesome though, because you almost don't even know if you, if it's prudent to take it off for your own health, mm-hmm. as weird as that sounds like, yeah, I don't think that sounds weird. It's almost more advantageous to be able to do the things that you need to do on the mm-hmm. weekend. So you have more relief when you don't fall behind as much, like mm-hmm. there are people out there working 24 hours a day, seven days a week to bring the next big thing or to disrupt your existing space. Yeah. That's, that's a Mark Cuban saying mm-hmm. like, there's always somebody working harder. Yeah. So you gotta just to keep up. Mm-hmm. Plus like, have you ever gone through those time management quadrants? What are you laughing about, bro? <laughs> I said, you got to, uh, you ever seen the next karate kid with Hillary swing? <laughs> no, <laughs> You gotta be fast. You gotta be cool. You gotta be. I love that song. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta be wiser. Right. Exactly. You gotta stay cool. <laughs> it just popped in my tough. head. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. I used to think that that. I used to love that song as a kid. Yeah. 
I was like, man, whoever sings this is probably super hot. You think? Who sings it? No idea. Okay. I'm like the worst at that stuff. Yeah. That's what Shazam is for. Right. I went and referenced my Shazam for the first time in like months today. And it was uh, it was just a bunch of yellow beezy. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Dude, the best thing uh, about the new Apple update for uh, 14.2, um, you can add Shazam to your control center now. So you don't even like have down to... below. Yeah. Is that is control center like the main panel? The floor? So it's like where your flashlight is. Oh, all that. oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. Yep. They still haven't figured out face ID for masks. Mine works like every other time. Wait, how? I don't know. Did you do your thing with the mask no. on? Mm -mm. Mine doesn't ever work with my mask on. Really? Are you wearing a cloth heavy one? No, I got this Under Armour one. Well, what does that just like more perfectly cup your angelic face and allow it to read you? Let's say yes. That's so weird. I wonder what the tots are experiencing. I know some of my guys have tried and like doing the facial recognition photo with the mask on. Mm -hmm. um, I think one of them got rejected or something. Oh, really? Like it wouldn't allow him it's to like do this it. is not a face. I don't know. You ever think somebody's normal face like just that like that gets rejected? <laughs> <laughs> like the one that they said? <laughs> just wouldn't that be funny face. if you just like gaining on that quarantine 15 and your phone didn't recognize <laughs> you? Yeah, this, this ain't you, bro. Siri's like, we're sorry. <laughs> you have to work out yeah. to be able to get access back to your phone. That's not a mm. bad idea. Mm. Really, facial ID should lock in your existing weight. And if yeah. you go over that, can't use your phone. Mm -hmm. you or like, go run. Or, you know, you go see your doctor and they're like, you need to get to this level. And then it unlocks everything for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why do we got to go to the doctor? We got Steve Jobs, man. Well, because they know where we're supposed to be at. So does Apple. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's fair. If you yeah, they got people for that. Sure. Well, if you can get fitted for, you know, tuxedos I, all with an iPhone, like it's taking body measurements. It's re it can read like all the EKG stuff. I'm sure like all I know is forget teaching, forget appreciate, forget podcasting. <laughs> we found the next big thing. What? This what um, the <laughs> does not unlock until you stop being fat. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to buy that? <laughs> you thinking about taking this to a, a consumer market? We're like, hi, Shark Tank. <laughs> you guys a ever fluctuate in weight? Hey, cubes. You know what would help? Not being able to call anyone. <laughs> hey, <laughs> then you wouldn't feel as uh, busy and stressed out. Your phone never goes off. Bro, I got to tell you. Um, my phone is what's keeping me. I, I'm losing weight. I'm getting yeah. that. I'm getting the that shadow back. What's your secret? Uh, being totally stressed out 24 hours a day yeah. and not eating until very late in the evening. Okay. And then eating less than I would have had I ate at a more normal hour. One meal? Yeah. One meal a day? I've been on one meal for months again. Yeah. I was messing around. I do around. that a lot too. I, went I just with... eat a huge meal. <laughs> <laughs> I just eat a lot. <laughs> I uh, was doing that banana and granola bar, mm -hmm. and then I stumbled across those builder bars. And so it was yeah, a banana builder bar. And then I just switched to the builder bar. And I'm like, why am I eating? Like, I, mm -hmm. I don't deserve anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> I need to work. And so you sound like the exact person that would want this phone app. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> you don't deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. Just a glutton. Well, all the masochists out there, right. like, maybe like, sign me up. Yeah. What would we call it? Um, 
let let's circle back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not sprint. <laughs> hey, hey. That was good. But I'm bum. All right. <laughs> My family. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Were we talking about something earlier? Like no, I, I felt like we I felt confident coming back into this segment with like a bit and now I realize we've just been rambling for whatever. Anyway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been I've been getting thinner because of all that and that's great for me. That's awesome. Yeah, I gain weight during the school year and then during breaks in summer break especially that's when i lose weight um yeah it's tough like tuesday thursdays we have basketball games so i'm at the school until i i don't know 10 p.m and then wednesdays i come here and then if i haven't seen courtney any of those days i go hang out with her she loves me no matter what so um, <laughs> i guess i don't need to go for a jog no, I'm just kidding. I, I do. I do. Dang. I do need to. He's like bought a TV. I'm about to balloon out. That's right. No, um, I definitely need to start running again and not make excuses. Well, whatever. Teach their own. It's, it is difficult with the sun going down so early, and it's been very I, cold. I would recently. like to recant. Thank you. I would like to recant my opinion. Okay, like, thank you. I'm. Yeah. That's an important flashback, folks. Because yeah. I was. I was. I was mad at you the day that we did that episode. And that's why, yeah. And then when you said that, I was like, this, <laughs> this dude. Yeah. I could not believe you on that. That was a bridge too far for me. Yeah. And I got multiple texts about that too. Really? Yeah. I'm pretty sure Michael Denny was like, oh. bro. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah. I guess at the time, I didn't really feel one way or another about it. I just kind of liked prodding you. Um, no, you were pretty gung ho for well, it. original I, I, inspiration no, style. And my only reason is waking up and it not being pitch dark. Is, I still do stand behind that. I really enjoy when the sun goes down at 930 p.m. Yep. I could live with that all year round. And I think I'm now leaning towards I like that more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're getting there. Can you say it? You, you, you win, Carson. You win. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so what what else what else have you been looking at, dude? Um, oh, I have one more show to talk about on Netflix. Okay. It's called We Are the Champions. Okay. I've only seen it's a documentary series. I've only seen the first three episodes. I don't even know how many there are, but <laughs> they're insane. They're these weird, like obscure sports. And it's beautifully shot. Um and so I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the first, I'll mainly talk about the first two episodes. The third one was meh for me, but um, the first one is a, I don't even remember what type of race they call it, but it's where they're at the top of this very steep hill, hill. They roll a cheese wheel down the hill and then chase after it. And they're going so fast that they begin tumbling and like some of them are breaking bones down this hill. And the the object is not to beat the cheese wheel. It's just to get just to be the first one to get down the hill. <laughs> it's so the cheese has no role <laughs> other than like that's that marks the, the start of the race. OK, is it like eight feet tall? No. How big is it? The hill? No, the, the, the cheese, the cheese. No, it's like a regular cheese wheel like. 
like a pizza maybe. Oh, I was picturing like a giant boulder of cheese. No, no, no. Just like an actual cheese wheel. Love it's, that. It's crazy. Dude, I want to see people, these people, people doing People take this. it very serious. Yeah, man. Like, well, if they're breaking bones, dude, they have to be pretty it's, dedicated. It's like a 4K shot of people tumbling down this hill and we're watching it in slow motion. It's crazy. The second one is a chili pepper eating contest. Okay. Are you a, are you a fan of jalapenos? Uh, sure. Sure. Like, do you think they're spicy or no? I like them on my pizza and I like spicy things. <laughs> okay. So do you, do you know? Faithful. <laughs> yeah. Spicy. Spicy. Um, do, Stay you, do you know the measurement of like how they measure the heat of peppers? No, I don't know so anything. It's called Scovels. Scovels. Yeah, that's that's the unit of measurement to determine how hot a pepper is. Jalapenos are 4,000 Scovels. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm dealing in leprechaun currency or something. <laughs> that's fine. I'll give you a 16 Scovels. There is a man out in this world <laughs> creating hybrids of peppers to create the the spiciest concoction he can come up with. And he's come up with one that's like two over two million scovels. Oh so if my goodness. Are you messing with me? No, two million compared, compared to four thousand. So if you even think like jalapenos are just like a tad, like you know, you get the little tingle on your tongue imagine these peppers well i mean call me when like it, it's on the watch people die inside compilation you know like yeah i want to see the actual people you know just taking a cavalier bite out of one of those no things we and then... it's it's the contest oh. it shows the contest oh yeah might be and they're doing the two million ones yeah and so it gives the background of this guy that's hosting the competition because he's known as like the master of these peppers he has a huge like acres and acres of farm dedicated to these hybrid peppers that he's creating himself. And um, yeah. And so we we get the background of some of the competitors and it's just Hi, I'm Rory. <laughs> I've only had 14,000 scovels, but I'm ready to take it on. Dude, uh, that's kind of how it is, but um <laughs> yeah. It, I I don't know, man. Who are these? It's just people? a very obscure, very Who, different. Who's going on American Ninja Warrior or like the lava know. pit or whatever. Like, who's going on this stuff? I would. Yeah. No, not the pepper one. I'm just like, who, who is taking PTO so that they can go to a prices right set? Or, you know. Well, it depends on the game show and like how much you can win. I guess. No, I guess. Well, I feel like you can't ever win more than a million dollars on any of these things. And yeah. even then, they're going to take taxes out. They're going to pay you in installments. And that's still more than I would make in a few years. Right, but my chances of getting picked out of the studio audience and then competing long enough to make the million dollars? I can get a substitute for my classroom. <laughs> <laughs> Come on down. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's B-Rad Colvin. No whammies, no whammies. (laughs) Do you want to be a millionaire? That's right. That's my final answer. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, man. So interesting show. (laughs) You should check it out. Oh, man. Yeah, and if you win, your throat's on fire. They have to cut it out. Guess what the cash prize was? What? A thousand (laughs) dollars. That's what I'm saying. Like, who's doing this? Um, What country were they in? It's it's people from all over the world, different countries. Man. Yeah. 
It's got, more they like, got different amounts they of free have, time in different countries. Like many of them have like chili pepper podcasts and YouTube. Like peppers are their actual life anyway. <laughs> no, I'm serious. That's so stupid. <laughs> I mean, if you can make a living off of it, I guess. I guess. Yeah, I would never want to, dude. When I think about niching us, I'm like, nah, nah, nah. The whole kit and caboodle, baby. We talk peppers. We talk God. We talk reincarnation and drugs and Heather Laws and all sorts of stuff on this show. That's right. I've just been thinking about that as work gets more intense and like I feel like things are going to the next level. Sometimes I feel a little bit more timid about this show. You know, like mm-hmm. I don't know um, what vetting could be done with it or yeah. by you know via it. Um, yeah, the love of poor people jokes is going to bring you down. Yeah. Well, just, I don't. Just kidding. Just kidding. I mean, I I I am poor people. I've been poor people. Yeah. You know. Um. So, I feel you. I think it's funny. Still am. Could you get us off this topic? Yeah, man. Um, let's see. What else do I got? On I went my to uh, a new installment at the Sweet Tooth Hotel this weekend. Oh yeah. Are you familiar with that? I am. I've never been. Okay. What's the new? One? I've seen many Instagram pictures of it. Yeah, I went to the first one when it was <laughs> still kind of like a rad fad situation. So when you say new installment, did they just expand or did they change up the whole set? No, like the whole, it's a very intimate, intricate space that it's so trippy. Every time you go, there's always like hidden doors and compartments and, Oh, you, did you know you could walk through the cupboard or walk through the refrigerator? Mm-hmm. Um, I'd posted an Instagram back in the day, the first one where I'm like eating that life-size box of like captain crunch. Then I walk through the refrigerator door yeah. into like another room. Um, this time it was called, I think it was a intangible, uh, fiber show. Okay. So like everything was made out of like yarn and fiber. Hmm. And so you would go through like a sea jelly garden with mirrored walls and ceilings and everything was constructed out of yarn by different artists that were attributed throughout the exhibit. Right. And then you'd like walk through a cupboard in a kitchen and there would be like, a dead room mm-hmm. where everything was matte black and there was like um it, it looked like a graveyard out of Coraline or something. Yeah. And then you walk into the next room and it's like this big life-size sea sponge amoeba mm. completely made out of yarn over we're talking it's like probably 40 feet in circumference. Dang. Like it was a wild trippy thing. Yeah. That's probably, awesome. It's probably post some photos from that (laughs) yeah yeah definitely um that's also the place their last one they had like a refrigerator that you walked through or something yeah 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 yeah, okay yeah yeah so so it's a new exhibit new artists but it's just been a a great pop-up and it happens to be one block over got it so got to run out and have dinner in north Mm -hmm. italia in harwood on saturday night Mm -hmm. and then got to go to sweet tooth and so trying to break in the new neighborhood a little bit Speaking of trippy, do you know anything about this monolith that keeps popping up in places? I've seen it on like uh, Twitter. I haven't done a whole lot of social recently, yeah, it's, but it's popped up in two places now. Was it a Southwest Airlines boarding divider? Is it, or was that a meme that Southwest did? I, I to think capitalize? it's a meme. I think it's a meme to did capitalize. Did it get memed a lot? Because this is like a a um, platinum or chrome eight foot. So what? What's the story? Like they it's spotted it, 
they spotted it, they photographed it, and they said there's a monolith in the middle of the desert or yes. mountain or whatever, and then yeah, the next and, day it disappears. Yes, and then it recently appeared in like Russia. Or wait, or, what? Yeah, some other country. Really? And then it, yeah, and then it's disappeared again. Okay, that's what I'm saying. So we're talking UFOs. Yeah. That's why I thought you would have been more on this story. Oh, I just thought it was like a monolith that someone stole. No, like signs. Oh, well, yeah. You got to. Dude, there are UFOs. There are other dimensions and, you know, yeah. portals and galaxies and people and life forms. There's us. Like, what if there's like ultimate variations of us performing different actions in different moments on other planets? We're still the best ones. Yeah. <laughs> My concern is like, what if, what if we are the master puppeteers and all of these other worlds might have the same pain inflicted because of us or the same happiness inflicted because of us like what if it goes into per perpetuity almost i don't I know mean, if that makes sense like um what are those dolls oh russian dolls the ones where you like stick needle the voodoo dolls oh 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 yeah like so they're feeling what we feel yeah i mean i mean i survived <laughs> <laughs> um well, that I did not know that whole tangent about the monolith yeah. thing. I literally just kind of saw the mm -hmm. the explore icon on it. Yeah, we'll have to see if it pops up again. Do that next episode. That's exciting. Um, that's exciting that we could get that type of mainstream media exposure. Where I just hope that they come to a moment where it's like undeniable, and they have to tell us what they know in those mm -hmm. compartmentalized portions of the government, and they don't have to wait fifty years. That's the crazy thing about living right now is that. It's like when they unveiled those JFK records that they finally got, you know, unsealed after 50 years after the incident. Yeah. Like he got shot in what, 1963 or something? Somewhere around. So in I like don't know the exact 20, year. was it 2013 or sometime they released a lot of those files and you just can't outlive some of those things. But you got to think like 20 years after we're dead, what's going to be happening? Right. Um, so I have this news article. And I actually, I think it might still be in Romania, but it says a metal monolith identical to the one recently found in Utah has just appeared on a hillside in Romania. Uh, this is what it looks like, and it has markings on it. Um, strange. It's incredible. It's a great prank. That's, uh, well, yeah, because to make it that amount of distance. Because yeah, wasn't Utah it in Romania? Wasn't it? So you said Utah. it was Utah? Utah? Okay. Where in Utah? Um, let me look that up shouldn't be on our phones i guess we'll see how it goes gotta get the scoop um that is fascinating though i had no idea about that whole tangent i've mm -hmm. been so out of the loop because i've been without uh internet at home so i've just been like crawling into bed and watching youtube at yep. like 11 p.m it's the only personal thing i could do all day Ooh, and they said if um the quote unquote aliens like equilateral equilateral triangles it should pop up in greenland next okay so like between utah to romania to greenland that'd be interesting yeah hope somebody's in greenland there to receive it and photograph yeah. it yeah it's like how are people finding these things out in the middle of nowhere i don't know there's certainly supernatural things happening around us yeah somewhere in utah man i don't want to keep messing with my phone I don't know. I think it could. I don't know. It's weird. I, I go back to we go back to the yoga or not the yoga, the meditation conversation where 
sometimes when I'm doing it really effectively, I feel like I'm in the, the upside down yeah. where you're just in like a limpid pool of water, mm-hmm. black all around you. Um, I mean, there's nothing to say that that isn't reality and that what we're seeing is like our perception or whatever. Yeah. Um, and where did the souls go? Like, you know, are there people bleeding over into different edges of time? Like some, some of these unexplainable incidents, is it again, us from the future, like Christopher Mm -hmm. Nolan style or I don't know, man, dude. Yeah. Christopher Nolan. (laughs) Time to, time to rewatch. I've bet all the answers were in that, in that movie. I don't know. That movie was hard to follow. <laughs> Who was the lead actor? Um, uh, Robert Pattinson and Denzel Washington's son. What? That was Denzel's son? Yeah. How How is Denzel old enough to have a son that old? Um, he Denzel look, looks so good. Yeah, I mean, he looks awesome, but he, yeah, he's getting up there. He's probably 60 now or more. Dude, I mean, he was playing... You know, uh, Mel Gibson's like was, 75 or something. He was playing a middle-aged dad like in Remember the Titans. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, but I guess now I see Remember the Titans was like almost 20 years ago, yeah. right? Like, what was that, 2003? Or was that like 1997? Um, It could have been in like 99. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so 21 years ago? It could have been. Oh, my goodness, dude. Michael Denny can fact check us. Yeah. <laughs> Who was the fat guy, Louis? Or yeah. He got skinny? Correct. Uh, what was he acting on recently? Um, well, Hadn't he made in like the 2000s, he was in My Name is Earl. That's right. Yeah. yeah. He played a real dope in that show. Right. Who was the girl in that show? I don't remember. She was amazing. Was she? Yes. I never watched it. Uh, I watched a couple episodes. Like Some of it was... I think it had a cute premise, you know, like he was trying to right all his wrongs and all of that. And apparently he just had all the time in the world to run around and <laughs> apologize to people and get the messes. Um, but, oh, it was Jamie Presley. No, oh. it's that blonde girl. Um, but I was a fan of the Latina in that show. Oh, I thought she was the, the better looking. My dad and I always like to play this. Um, who do you prefer? Uh, on Modern Family, Sofia Vergara or Julie Bowen? I think I like Julie. Yeah, yeah. dude, me too. Yeah, that's his answer as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's the blonde wife. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, yep. She was. I never remember that. She's isn't she the hot girl from Happy Gilmore? She's mm, the girl. Is she? Yes, like that comes Whoa. out with the beers. I think she's okay. the hot girl from Happy Gilmore. Dang, she looks kind of like a different person. Um, she's like 45 or 50 and just amazing. Yeah. Beautiful. Crazy. And she's been acting at a high level for like 20 or 30 years now. Yeah. Dang. Uh, did you catch, did we talk about Dave and some of his stuff recently? Uh, Dave Chappelle. Yeah. No. Well, he did the SNL host. We talked about that. Um, he, something to do with Chappelle show going on Netflix that yes. irked him. And he just expressed some emotions about that. Or Netflix me? pulled yeah. Chappelle show from yes. distribution out of respect for their ongoing relationship with Dave Chappelle. Right. They, they had no legal basis that they had to do it under you. Right. Cause it's still on HBO max. Yeah. But he was like, why would you profit off mm-hmm. of this? Uh, whenever I get nothing for it. Yeah. And so that goes back to like the, con- we, we have had conversations about musicians and their contracts 
Um, it's and, all bleeding not, over. Right. It, that's the point that we made. We mm-hmm. are so futuristic because the internet changes everything. So I was listening to this on Joe Budden. Mm-hmm. Joe Budden was like, we just went through these trials and tribulations. Yeah. And they were talking about Dave. And apparently he did some sort of Instagram live. Yes. He did uh, like a set on Instagram. But it was more of like he's become. And that's what Joe Budden and them were saying is like he's become more of like a storyteller. Um, but he ties in the beginning and end like he has an anecdote. And then he has a much deeper point and ties them both in. Um, but yeah, Dave, Dave got on there and he was talking about how um, he told Netflix that it makes him feel really crappy that uh, this deal was made. And yes, he signed it whenever he signed that contract, whenever, you know, he was young and broke and didn't know any better. And they have every right to make money off of it. But it makes me feel terrible. And I would appreciate it if you took it off this platform. And they did. Yeah, that's crazy. He he represents a lot of money to them, apparently. Oh, yeah. He, he must have a lot more in the can for them. Yeah. Well, I mean, who's to say like he could just come up with an, like a new series for them? Well, I think that was the point that Budden or Parks or somebody was making mm-hmm. was that, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, did you watch the Kevin Hart special? No. Okay. I think we talked about this. Yeah. Okay. You asked me about. I was like, I'm not on Kevin okay. Hart's comedy. Yeah. What no. is it? Something with the F word? Yeah. Give no. Yeah. It's always and, something stupid like. And that. then it got terrible reviews, and then he gave a lot of. Oh, really? Fs. Yeah. Like he. What he, he, do? he got on uh, that social media app that I was talking about for all the celebrities, the uh, Clubhouse. Mm. Um. He got on there and he got into one of the rooms that was. The topic was: Is Kevin Hart uh, still funny or something like that? And he got in there and like was going at it. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's funny on stand up at all. I don't either. I don't think he's actually. I think he's a great guy. He's mm-hmm. more inspiring as a hustler than anything. Like definitely his his funniness is like super junior high. Yeah. It's like, oh, man, I'm short. Mm-hmm. And I'm jumping in shack. Like, yeah, it's it's old, you know, like it's just I, someone's, a bunch of silly faces and yeah, it's just dumb. Yeah. It's like it's stupid humor. That's not it's not like it's lowest common denominator mm-hmm. humor. It's like, yeah, hey, when your son does this, yeah. it, it's like Dave is so much more introspective mm-hmm. and and sometimes challenging. Like, yes. Yeah. Like, well, especially now, it, like, he, yeah, he makes me like learn new perspectives, you know, 100 percent because he I'm has so saying, many. I'm not saying every comedian has to do that, but I'm saying that's what separates Dave Chappelle from many other comedians most other comedians so he's been all over the coverage because of that netflix stuff and joe mm-hmm. budden and then he went on jre with donnell rawlings mm-hmm. i think we maybe we talked yes. about that um he's kind of been everywhere recently and then the yeah. ig live which yep. is that still available on his ig um he just got on ig right i'm sure it's available on the web he hasn't been on any social media i think he's kind of taken a break because people probably talk to him well, no, I'm saying like Dave Chappelle historically has not oh, been sorry, on social I thought media. We were, I thought we were talking about Kev. No, no, no. Okay. Um, yeah, no, Dave Chappelle has not been on social media. So he just got on Instagram? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You thought I was talking about Kevin Hart Correct. for how long? My mistake. Uh, since we started talking about posting on Great. social media. Kev Hart is not even in the same league as Dave Chappelle, stand-up, stand-up-wise. Agreed. He's a giant movie star. I think his work with like JP Morgan Chase and inner mm-hmm. cities focusing on, you know, black owned equity, 
uh, small businesses, access to capital for inner city neighborhoods. I think that stuff, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he is really honing in on some of the things that uh, lesser known voices like a killer Mike have been preaching for years. And I think that that is, that's the Lord's work right yeah. there, you know, economic empowerment and that's real redistribution of opportunity mm-hmm. not even redistribution like just distribution of opportunity yep that's that's what's up i would agree so shout out to him for that your stand-up sucks <laughs> um <laughs> uh speaking of something else that sucks the grammys did those happen or something no the nominations happened oh okay yeah there was some there were a lot of people what happened uh first of all the weekend had zero nominations even though you couldn't escape his song blinding lights all year how does the one go dun, 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 dun. it's like some retro it sounds like the 80s i'm not gonna sing it okay i'll have to look when, it up yeah my, my throat's tingly <laughs> you're deep and raspy today boy that's right um i'm gonna tell wh- you what <laughs> yeah you tell me what <laughs> meet you at the saloon at noon <laughs> draw <laughs> um <laughs> oh yeah but 12 songs that were nominated didn't even make it onto the hot 100 list. Like uh, it's becoming the Oscars. <laughs> yeah. yeah I've just heard a lot of artists, uh, musical artists speaking out on, they're like, we shouldn't even care anymore. We need to create our own thing, like created by us for us, stuff like that. Um, so nobody's really given the Grammys. Um, Bro, the futurists have mind, predicted that in the future, we're all just going to have a, so- a social online profile that, you know, displays top skills and it's going to be just a large gig economy with 7 billion little corporations that are yourself. And these governing bodies, these licensing things, the unions, like all of this stuff that this infrastructure and like Columbia Records and mm-hmm. getting a nod for the Grammys and just like the inside is going away. Yeah. It's turning inside out. Mm-hmm. Do you think uh, COVID has accelerated that? It, yeah, 100%. I, I think so, too. 100%. Yeah. Because how hokey are all these newscasters on Zoom, <laughs> like, next to their one potted plant? Yeah. I was watching this compilation the other day, um, super late at night, and it was, uh, like, this news reporter trying to do an episode on staying at home during quarantine with your cats. Yeah. And, like, the cat would never <laughs> stay for the shot, and she was like... I'm here with my cat and many residents are saying that they love spending time with their pet and the cat's always like, you know, going all over and it's hilarious and you can't take them seriously because it's no. like, I'm, you're at the dining room table. Yeah, I'm like, you know? me, and, me and Carson have been doing this in his living room. Yeah, we've been in the <laughs> closet, son. <laughs> but when COVID first came down, we saw a bunch of people doing stuff like that. Yeah. And I was like, man, we have better audio than Mike Greenberg on ESPN radio and ESPN two. Yeah, what's up? So I don't know what the deal is with that. Yeah, I don't know either. But huge democratization. mm -hmm. COVID. This is something that we even say in our business with like remote relationship building tools that we offer um, to increase engagement, improve performance and better showcase cultures. Um, COVID has just accelerated longer term trends. These things like fractional work or remote work, Mm -hmm. gig economy. Uh, the ability to zoom in, work in the cloud. Who cares where you are? That's yeah. kind of been going on for a second, but now it's been deployed at mass scale. And right. you're going to see workforces, even when they, even when the workforce has to be like 
in the office in the mm-hmm. old person's mind or the old way of thinking, they're going to be at 75% capacity and they're going to have a roving workforce that, you know, 25% will stay home or come in seasonally. But um, our CEO has famously said that the best workers, the ones that can command what they want, mm-hmm. that have actually been more productive with remote work during COVID, you know, they're not going to come back to the office, you know, yeah. like they're going to be able to command positions that will facilitate their remote work needs. Right. And um, so I think that just the internet, Dave Chappelle, you know, Joe Budden, independent creators, um, who cares who puts it on anymore? Right. You know, you, you develop the the name that you have, but we watch these docu-series. Um, you didn't know who made Tiger King or, nope. you know, Don't F with Cats, but... Or we that, are the champions. You, if you heard from the makers of Don't F with Cats, you're going to watch that docu-series. Yep. You know? So that could have been like an independent crew. Ultimately, it's all independent crews la- latching on to larger outfits. Like CBS is going to contract with the local scouting crew, film production crew. It, it's all just a web. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Bell Hops is such a... It's almost an example of this where like... How crazy is it that I booked my move like, you know, 15 hours before before. they showed up and they show up and just execute it flawlessly. It was all app based. Mm -hmm. It took me five minutes. They were courteous. They like, I think part of their contract is like they talk up your new place. (laughs) I was like genuinely touched by these guys. They're like, this place is great, bro. You're going to have so much fun. (laughs) I was like, thanks, guys. (laughs) You guys want a drink? No, I mean, but you're making a good point. Um, yeah, so it, it's scary in some ways because I, I miss getting in the car and going and visiting the client because yep. I used to work in 2011 to 15 mm-hmm. where you were selling service offerings. You know, I can recruit yep. somebody better or design it better. And now everything, everything that leads to money and, and fame is a SaaS software and social media and mm-hmm. you got to be on the interwebs. Yeah, man. I saw Forbes came out with their 30 under 30. That's like all of these TikTok, uh, Instagram influencers. Just like, man, they they are doing these stupid dances online and will make more money than I will ever see in like a month. I think that um, the Zoom CEO, Eric, got December issue of Entrepreneur Magazine cover. And it's like, 2020 the year of zoom yeah and it's just crazy. yeah i mean how yeah he, he earned that one uh one of my investor guys that i follow um the godfather of SaaS, jason limkin on twitter was saying how he had been in a board meeting where investing in slack at a billion dollar valuation was being discussed and one person mm-hmm. said i'm doing it gung-ho and there were snickers in the room and they were acquired by Salesforce this week for $27.7 billion. Insane. So that happened. Uh, going back to like Jeez. your social media, all of this stuff, I saw something super impactful. I'm pretty sure it was like, I think it was like a white collar humor or liquidity, like one of those like investment banker meme accounts or something. Okay. A um, little bit more niche, but uh, fun, smart audience. <laughs> like, <laughs> And they had this girl that had put out this meme or something that said spend all weekend looking at my biggest screen while scrolling through my littlest screen so that I can decompress from staring at my middle biggest screen all week. And it was like, what? Yeah. What? 
I spend all weekend chilling on the couch, scrolling through my little screen, watching my biggest screen, so I can decompress from all the time I spent with my middle screen. Yeah. That was disconcerting. <laughs> yeah, we're hooked. But we're also in the screen. I can see you on Zoom. Oh, yeah. But it's not the same. Uh, well, um, I'm saying that... More you say that you can recreate everything with technology, even human presence and all of this stuff. And Oh yeah, no, it's not the same as being physically present. Yeah. It's just, where are we going with all this? Where does this go? It's going to go to virtual reality. It's going to go to people chilling in their homes, never leaving. Um, yeah, it's, it's going it, to, it will be creating a new world. Yeah. Yeah. Is this how we turn into the aliens with like, you know, the more soft features and <laughs> lack of a mouth or I was sex just, organs. I, would, or... I just thought that we would be wearing those VR headsets with like feeding tubes <laughs> down our throats. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. It, it's weird to think that that screen dictates your reality for work, mm -hmm. the docu-series that you watch, the text messages that you get from friends and loved ones that mm -hmm. update you on important details of your personal life. It's all rendered through these yeah. little screens of mm -hmm. differing sizes that we use for differing purposes. Yeah. And none of us know how to do anything in the real world anymore. Mm -hmm. Half of us, like I'm mainly talking about myself here. Couldn't change. Like I haven't had to change a tire as an adult. I did. The last tire I changed was like the practice one that my parents made me do in the driveway when I was 15. Mm -hmm. Haven't changed one since, you know, yeah. <laughs> like not sure I could. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Food. Got, uh, whenever I was working at, at DCA, I drove my eighth graders to San Antonio and we were about 10 minutes from, yeah, hold on. Did we, let me think for a moment. <laughs> did that happen? Well, no, cause I, I went, <laughs> I went to Disney world with the seniors and I'm trying to remember, but no, yeah, it was San Antonio. We were about 10 minutes from our hotel. We get a, oh, we were on our way to SeaWorld. <laughs> <laughs> we get a flat tire and um, I'm the adult. I got to I gotta take care of it. That was the last time that I changed the tire. Well, that's just why it's nice to have a real man around. You know, you got a burly beard and you got forearm hair. Yeah. You know. Got this deep voice. You protect me. <laughs> you look after me. <laughs> Do you feel safe in these arms? <laughs> I like the way you caress me, Brad. I don't think they're going to like this bit. <laughs> they might. <laughs> Somebody is. <laughs> we should end this podcast now. Okay. You think so? Sure. You got anything else? Um, the Mike Tyson Roy flight fight. Is he going to mess him up with the faithful? They, they already fought. <laughs> oh, they did? Yeah. And it, Bro, I'm so out of the loop. <laughs> it ended in a draw. <laughs> I've been staring at my middle screen yeah. nonstop. Everybody's saying that Mike Tyson really won, but it ended in a draw. Um, the main fight that was circulating was the fight before the undercard. Who was it? Um, it was <laughs> one of those annoying <laughs> Paul brothers, Jake Paul. Oh, really? Jake Paul and was it Logan? Uh, no, no, no. It was Jake, the younger Jake. one. Okay. And um, the uh, basketball player. Uh, uh, I was this hyped a long time ago. Yes. Um, was it Swaggy P? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, hold on. 
<laughs> but dude, Jake Paul knocked that boy out. Really? Yeah. Man, people hate those Paul brothers. The FBI. Nate, like, Nate Robinson. Yeah. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, he beat up Nate Robinson? Dude. Jake Nate Paul. Robinson won the dunk contest. <laughs> that, that's, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> that's, no, but what's funny about that? Uh, Joe Budden uh, made that same joke. He's like, he's like, because like, uh, Rory was like, you know, nobody really had Nate Robinson winning. And Joe Budden's like, I did. He won the dunk contest. <laughs> I I did not listen to that episode, yeah, by the way. That's today's episode. Oh shoot! Yeah, man. Um, Jake <laughs> Paul only landed eight hits on him, and the dude got knocked out. Wow. Yeah. That I wouldn't have projected that. Nope. That's pretty crazy. It is. So that's the last story I have for you. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> it was worth the wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for coming over and doing this. Uh, you think this was kind of a slow episode? Or <laughs> how are we feeling about this one? I'm going to love it, so they're going to hate it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, one for them. <laughs> one for us. You remember that? Uh, was it the James Franco a roast where Jonah Hill just went in on him and he goes, you know, George Clooney always had a good saying about filmmaking. He said, one for them, one for me. And uh, he said, not my boy James, <laughs> not James. He says, one for them, one for nobody. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, all right, man. Well, let's get out of here. Thanks for coming over. Shout out yeah. to Courtney's new place. She's in... Mm -hmm. Green room chilling. Yeah. Shout out to your new place. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. Shout out to um, all the uh, connections preserved recently and mm -hmm. some of the new connections made. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, appreciate you tots. And uh, we'll catch you up next week. Bye bye. <laughs>